must be cooking some eggs again. Yeah, so it was 17 minutes past eight, he says, ready whenever you are. <laughs> what are we at now? 54. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Oh, you're, you're, and then he's gone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How are we, gents? All right, Nate. Uh, were you waiting long for us? No, not so. No. Oh, all right. <laughs> 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 oh, Saki. <laughs> In 2019, a small team of makers escaped from a maximum security psychiatric facility so they could do things their way. Now, these makers have created a podcast to help you do things your way. This is that podcast. How are you? And welcome to the Making Your Own Way podcast. I'm Alan Scannell from Woodturn and by Alan Scannell and my co-hosts are Johnny Allen from the Spoke Plug Designs and Nate Wheelchair from Simply RNA. How's it going, guys? How are you? It's going very well. So I've, I've been lonely without everybody. Yeah, I was trying to remember how to actually do an intro there. It's been a while. <laughs> it's easy. You start and you say, Malcolm, and, and then it goes Malcolm. from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It it feels like it's been um, it feels like it's been years. It does yeah. actually. Why is that? It was only like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's strange. I think it was on and off over Christmas as well, so it doesn't feel like we've consistently done a podcast for more than a month on a trot. But um, I don't know. That's obviously wrong. But we 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 haven't though. We shouldn't because then people will start taking us seriously, and then there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in fairness, last week was just a bit of a bust-up because uh, Johnny was working a lot of extra shifts and was very tired, and I was moving house, so I didn't have much time, and I had, hadn't got it and set up, so I'm still barely set up, so, but yeah, so that's why we did no podcast last week. Nathan not, was innocent. It's, it's not true. We just didn't give a fuck. We had better uh, things to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. I was, was going to do it. I literally was going to do it on my own, but like. I don't want to send you all fucking around with twists. So, um, It'd be just like your stories. You just rabbiting on. <laughs> yeah, just talking to myself. <laughs> Rehashing it all. <laughs> no, the problem comes when you meet people that have actually been watching those stories and they're like, hey, <laughs> I know you. You're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny old thing, the internet. Yeah. So speaking of which, Nate, what have you been doing this last two weeks? Oh, you know what? I don't know. Um, I've been doing a lot. Uh, scribes. I've been making a lot of scribes. Yeah, a lot of scribes. They've been great. Cool. Like, so much fun. And I've started messing around with them a bit as well. Like, um, I did a big bronze scribe, and that went straight away to the old bros, the what make. Um, yeah, Johnny. No, Johnny. Um, no, Johnny didn't buy it. Matty bought it. Matt bought it. Um, that went straight away. I've made all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, God, like, um, oh, more importantly than making stuff, I went around to see a couple of makers, which was even more fun. I went to see Joe from the Rustic Tree Company and uh, the real, not the fake one, the real, the real one, the real Andy Harris. And we um, we made mallets on the lathe and um, we milled, chainsaw milled um, 
the biggest sequoia tree that I've ever seen in my entire life. If I laid down across the width of it, that was cut in half, it was as tall as me, wide. Like, cool. It was a beast. And Joe and both Joe and Andy are very experienced millers, uh, but I've never chainsaw milled anything. And so kicking off with an eight-foot bar was an experience on <laughs> a chainsaw. It was incredible. I'd say that. Mate, oh, I've never done anything like it. It was incredible. Like, the dust is in my eyes, and, and Joe's going, oh, you're not used to that. And I'm like, I'm crying. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so much fun. <laughs> but this sequoia tree, God, I've never seen colors like it. And the dust was coming out, like, bright red. Like, I'm going to liken it to Purple Heart, even though, like, I hate the stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's incredible. Just an incredible, incredible tree. Um, God damn. Yeah. Uh, so we had good fun. I mean, the place where Joe um, from the Rustic Tree Company lives is like an old farmhouse. He's got two barns attached to his house. Um, one's about sort of 40 feet long and open. And he, he all he does is live edge timber and he mills his own timber. It, it's, his place is incredible. And his other barn's an enclosed barn which is just vast, an old oak frame thing. Uh, just just beautiful. And his little courtyard where he works just lets the dust go on the floor. You know, he never, never has to worry about clearing up. Yeah. It, it's lovely, man. But So that, that was like the highlight of my couple of weeks, really. And then it's just been the normal spoons, nukes, scribes, HDPE. You know, all good fun. Lots and yeah, lots. Yeah, the HDPE. The ones were cool. I was looking at your stories at and then that was very right. cool. Yeah, I turned it on um, on the on the metal lathe and I put the um, the screw cutting thing in action, and it just like and I bolted my phone to it, which was quite cool. <laughs> it just like glides along. It cuts HDPE like a dream. Like machine, yeah. the machine finish on HDPE is the best finish I've ever got on it. It's really good. How do you um, how do you set the steel in it? Uh, uh, the steel, you mean the um, the cutter? No, 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 the, the um... spike. Oh, sorry, the pi- uh, the spike. So yeah. I used those scratch rules. I used uh, silver <laughs> steel, and um, I made it tight enough for a push fit. Okay. But then, then I, I sort of roughed it up a little bit, the, the steel shank, um, and then chucked a bit of epoxy on it just for good measure. But there's not a lot that will stick to... Um, to I was going to say, epoxy doesn't, like, does it? No, it doesn't. And I just put that in just just for shits and giggles, just to like hope hope it would grab. Do you know what? It would probably, um, probably take up the space anyway. Exactly. Um, you know? That's what I was about to say. I wonder, would you know the Gorilla Glue that expands? Would that maybe Ooh, have yeah. a hold in it? Yeah. Possibly. I used to use that for the skulls. You know, oh, the, the, um, that's good stuff. That right, expanding but, joiner's glue, yeah. Yeah, when I put the the horns on, what I used to do was I used to drill into the skull with the. Um, I used to put some treaded bar in, and then drill up into the horn with tre- and put that. Yeah. Scrape it back and then fill it over with with plaster. It's good stuff, mm. like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a really tight push fit anyway, so it's not coming out. There's no way, and there's no real way that it would come out because with a scratch all nine times out of ten you're pushing as opposed yeah. to pulling uh, there's yeah, ne- you're yeah. never going to go the other way but, um, and it's in a good sort of 75 mil so 
like just the friction alone, you're just not going to pull it. It's like stabbing someone, you can't get a knife out. You know, it's just. <laughs> it's like your standard big pen. Like you can easily pull the ink out of it, but you yeah. know, it's not going to fall out of it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they were good fun, and I had to learn how to heat treat and temper as well for um for six mil no five mil um silver steel bar, which was good fun and and really like seriously easy. You know, like and I don't think I'd ever do anything any bigger than that, like heat treat and temper wise. But um that was that was a piece of piss. Do you do you not do you not heat treat in your blades and stuff the knives? No, you just keep them cool when you cut them, is it? Yeah, really, really slow, like infinitely slow. Right. And you, yeah. you know, you know if you balls it up because the blade will blue. Yeah. As, yeah. Soon, as soon as it's done that, you throw it in the bin. It's done. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. Uh, was it? I do, the... I do, I do all my grinding after um, heat treat. You see, so if I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I overheat, it's that's it. I'm done. I just fuck it away and start again. No, <clears throat> what is it? Knife makers don't miss. Don't make mistakes. They just make shorter knives. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> and like it's especially when you're you're up around the edge and you've it really thin. Oh, like yeah. so easy. Yeah, and especially if you're up around anything from kind of two hundred grit up belts, because um, the higher yeah. the higher the grit, the the more heat you produce. You know, more and. Um, like it can take a second, a millisecond, yeah. and it's that's it. It's done. Yeah, which is I think part of the reason why I've moved away from knives a little bit because I, I got frustrated with that. Yeah, um, not the fact that I don't like it. I mean, I've got a knife to make next week, but I do still enjoy making them. But I, I just it's I think it stresses me out mm. to the point where I can't quite be done with it. Um. You know, over and over again, I could do ten knives and, and fuck up one, but that's enough to cause me enough stress that I can't be asked. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Anyway, saying that, I've got a Chinese cleaver to make next week, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what have you been doing? Johnny, you've been doing something a bit more interesting than what I have. Um, the 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 breakfast bar thing. Yeah. The, or as I call it lately, the bastard breakfast bar. Um, yeah, I'm doing a, a breakfast bar for the kitchen. Um, just, do you know what? I bought shitty cheap pine, and I'm just going to make it out of that. Well, I haven't made now, um, and I'm just tiling the top. It's just, just to create more space in the kitchen, basically. Um, but I started it three weeks ago, and I'm doing it around work. And the last... The last two weeks in work have just been fucking ridiculously busy, and I did an extra 24 hours last weekend, which should have been my weekend off, because um, we get a, a long weekend off in the middle of two bad weeks, just to kind of break it up, and I took an extra 24-hour shift in the middle of that weekend, so I'm just exhausted, to say the least. Christ. Um, it's going on about fucking two weeks now, I don't know, my arse and my elbow, and trying to catch sleep when I can and stuff like that but any free time then I'm trying to knock out this breakfast bar I just want to get it done now because I just have like it's been really the weather's been really really shit here the breakfast bar is huge and when it was in my workshop it was basically the like you saw the picture Al did you yeah zero space yeah 
I think I had about 10 inches either side of it to, to work. Oh. And that's so frustrating and, yeah. you know, annoying and just because it was pissing rain. And if I brought it outside, it was going to get destroyed. So I was trying to do a little bit in the workshop, then trying to work around the weather and you'd pull it out. And the fucking thing weighs a ton. You pull it out, then it'll start raining. You have to get it back in. And oh, it was just frustration. So it's in the house now. I just need to tile the top and paint it. And that's it. It's done. And then I can get back to my knives because I'm way behind. I have a couple of orders. I have three knives on the bench. Um, and I need to get those finished in the next couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to getting back to it now. Ah, it'll be worth the hassle when it's done. It'll look nice. Hopefully. Oh, good. Oh, oh. I bought a log splitter for my my forging press. Ooh. No, I haven't. I haven't actually received it yet because he was meant to call tonight, but I haven't heard from him. But I, I said that I'd be here tonight or tomorrow. Um. So. Sure. If he comes in, we'll get him on the podcast. We'll have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> if my phone starts ringing, I'm just gonna fuck off. Uh, but yeah, I got a I got a really good deal on a nine ton log splitter, so I'm gonna turn that into um into my forging press. Ah, Wait. that's that's what you're gonna do with it. I thought oh. Johnny's bought a log splitter. Good for him. Like, it's going to be all warm in <laughs> in the spring. Nice one. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I, I'm going to do a bit of that first just to get used to because I have a lot of logs I need to chop up. <laughs> um, and my elbow is still cracked, so I'm going to use it just, just to get a feel for it. And, you, know, you can get on your feel ready for next winter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but then it's going to be stripped down and turned into a forging press. More semi and maybe maybe I'll try a little bit of Damascus. Oh, but you can still you can still fit an axe head to it and use it as a log splitter too, couldn't yeah. you? Surely. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have it, I'm gonna have it in such a way that I can just change out a couple of dies and it'll be one or the yeah. other. That's yeah. cool. Um, Morecambe Gain. That's where the um, that's that's where the like the niche money is, man. Do what? Morecambe Gain, like um, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. doing a mix of copper, nickel, and yeah, uh, yeah. brass. Did I, did I send you the link for that no no uh, like a piece the size of like a small mobile phone yeah that thickness maybe about 300 quid yeah it's it's big big money like but it's hard to do but it's just big big money well once you've um once you've identified this uh, like a decent source of brass like that's not <laughs> got that's not gonna fuck up your mix I, I, just because I've been looking at it a little bit and it's the unknown in brass, I think, cocks it yeah. up. Yeah. See, I have something that I think would work really well. Is I have um, the. Do you remember I was given a gift of um, a propeller? No. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was about a year ago. A mate of mine has a boat, and it's a propeller off his boat. Um, it looks like brass. Bronze. So I was chatting to him. It's actually bronze. not even bronze. It's it's yeah. something else it's even harder than bronze there's something else mixed into the mix for it probably a bit yeah. extra zinc or something like that something like that no something yeah. like that but i reckon it could be um i reckon it could be interesting when i melt it down if it's zinc heavy beware the fumes because they yeah. will actually knock you back yeah there. i've got um yeah my first experiment melting melting brass like i was sick for about 24 hours after that yeah just like old 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 brass fittings, like plumbing fittings. Yeah, yeah. 
not good. Yeah. I'll be alright. I don't um I don't go anywhere near my forge without the mask on just for the because of the the fibre, you know, the fibre's really cancerous. Yeah, yeah. And when it's raw, yeah. it'll blow the, the little fibres off it. So I just tend to just be that little bit more safe than sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you've all been busy bees. What have you been doing, Al? <laughs> I've been moving house. <laughs> Nesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I was moving house over the last kind of week or so. Um, we're we're in the house two weeks tomorrow, but um, we had a lot of back and forth and stuff. So yeah. we had like a hired two guys in the van to do all the heavy lifting so they done two runs and in fairness to them they were able to throw an awful lot in the van you know um which saved me doing an awful lot of lugging about um and then it was just kind of back and forth through the week with little random bits of boxes and stuff that we'd left behind and um it was just kind of a matter of dump it all in this house in one room and then gradually we would go through it so um we got um an attic ladder put in last week and so yeah dead handy so as soon as that was in all the junk went upstairs so as we go along now we'll go where's that joke it must be in the attic you know and then we know we need it and you know if it stays up there longer than a year we don't fucking need it like you know it can go to the dump or whatever or sell it so um so yeah we've been flying it we got the all the flooring done uh my buddy Eric came and he did a great job. Uh, I unfortunately ordered way too fucking much. Uh, I think I have 24 packs of flooring left. So, uh, I, oh. uh, yeah, I could probably do next door's house as well. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So, what, you did upstairs and downstairs and you yeah, still got yeah. flooring left? Still, yes, yeah. Oh. yeah. Dude, so, well, will they take it back? I don't know. I haven't got in touch with them yet. Um, I just haven't had the chance. But I'm gonna get get drop them off a, an email tomorrow, and sure, I'll probably you'll probably ring me or something during the week. Um, but like, I want to hold back a couple of packets just in case we need yeah. them, and the we may possibly push the front door out as like an archway. We may push the front door out to there, and then we'll need Florin to come up to the front door. So, but um, yeah. We've been just bashing away at jobs in the house, you know, just yeah. even like today it was changing toilet seats and all that kind of malarkey and mm. um, we're pricing up getting a new front door because the door that's there is letting in an awful draft. Uh, it'd be more efficient to get a decent door in. I'll tell you what, um, a composite door is amazing. Like, that's really, what we're looking at, yeah, yeah. Since I got mine, and just be really careful because there are some freaking jokers out there mate like, like salesmen i got i, I knew, well i didn't because i knew what i was doing at the time but angling angling windows those sons of bitches came around and tried to sell me three and a half grand's worth of front door it's like i told you man i'm in the building trade like don't sit there and try and sell me three and a half grand's worth of front door and he goes oh one and a half grand then i went fuck me that was <laughs> like, what are you yeah we want commission. <laughs> we we we've actually already had a quote near that. <laughs> oh no, forget that. Find a local company who um who who sources you know like yeah. their doors. Screw these, screw these guys, errorists and all that. 
Yeah, no, there was a guy the other day and his brother-in-law lives around the corner, so he brought the missus around to show her the door that they did there. So we know where his brother-in-law lives if he screws us over. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, no. it's, it's going to cost you a grand. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much, you know. yeah. But, they're, um, they're decent. Yeah, I'm like, there's, there's lots of stuff we've been spending on. Like, I ordered a new... Uh, oven and a hob and a dishwasher there this week we got a fridge um table chairs all that stuff and we're gonna get a new couch and all that too like so it'll just it'll take a bit of time but it's a lot of money going into it as well it's all money isn't it yeah it is all money yeah so but um yeah no uh, we're, we're we're getting there and um just unfortunately my my workshop well workshop <laughs> shack out the back <laughs> is um I, I my buddy dara came over last week and helped me move all the gear uh, out of the shed and the smaller storage shed that i had over to the house and god bless him i did not realize how much crap i had in that shed yeah, yeah. um so yeah it was literally all it's all jammed in up to the door and um so i'm gonna have to when the weather gets better pull everything back out put benches in make some sort of storage and I'll just use that for now. Uh, you know, I might extend onto it or I might just tear it down and build something else altogether. But for now, it'll do me, you know. What's your um, What's your long-term plan for it? I don't have a plan. Uh, I, I, look, I, I know I need a workspace of some sort, but I just don't know what way I'm going to do it. Um, I might put a concrete bedding down around that shed that's there uh, so I'll have some sort of a plinth to put something on at some yeah. point, um, but I'll see. It might, like it's got to be a summer job anyway. It's not not for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and yeah, my friend Darius said he gave me a hand. He's got a cement mixer and all that. So I've never laid any kind of pad before. So piece of piece. Um, yeah, you don't have to do a whole pad either. You can do like um, you can you can put it on blocks. You know, um, or yeah, concrete yeah. like concrete corners like separate yeah. out. There's loads of cool ways. I, I, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, so that's it. Will we hit a few questions up? Two. Why not? A few, a, few a, of these, a few of these were left over from the, the ones um, the week previous. Um, so who's this one from? Uh, Timber Club. Um, are there any projects you wish you never started do you let other people use your tools? Are folding rulers a waste of time? Is Nate's handbag and clutch bag, or does he have a strap on? <laughs> any, mom- <laughs> any moments of instant karma while making? <laughs> I read, yeah. I started reading that, and I thought it was one question, but it wasn't. It was a load of individual questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is there any project you wish you never started? Nate. Oh, um, oh God, yeah, I my house like it's a never-ending beast. It's like the Golden Gate Bridge. You start like at one end, and by the time you've finished, you've got to go all the way back round again and start again. You know, it it's that 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 ever-present beast that um, it's, it's always going to be there, man. So it's not like. I wish I'd never started it. I'm glad I started it because I've, 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 I've ended up with a great place. Um, but 
what a monster, you know, like doing your house. I think it's the biggest project anyone will ever undertake. Um, yeah. It's, They're a total money pit as well, aren't they? Well, they are. And, and the bigger the house, the bigger the money pit. And, and that's part of the parcel. But yeah, uh, it depends. Uh, it, it's okay if you're loaded, you can afford to throw money at it. Yeah. But, but even if even if, you're doing, even if you're doing a lot of the work yourself, it's still, it's still well, the costs it, and all the forgotten things. It, you know? Well, then it costs you as well in time, and yeah. and it's a it's a leech on on everything else. Like you you got to offset like offset it against. Can I earn more money elsewhere? Uh, where where is my time most valued? And nine times out of ten, it's not doing your house up. But for people like us, we we just want to be there and we want to do it. Yeah. And so it's almost, it almost becomes a pride thing. Like I, I want to do it and I want to put my stamp on it. So then you put added pressure on yourself. But. I, uh, I think I mentioned before that I years ago into a house, but it got to the point for me, I was doing everything. Like I, I stripped it back. Like it's, it was three and a half thousand square foot. And I stripped it back to the bare walls. I did the roof. I did fucking everything. But it got to the point for me where I resented the place. Um, like, I still own it. I, I have it rented out. But I can't stand the place. I, I actually hate the house now. Oh, really? Oh, it, it ruined me. Like, I was I was coming home from work. Every moment I had, I was putting into that house. You know, I was working till. I remember I had a guy coming to help me the following morning and I had to clear a room, which included a solid stone wall. Um, so I, I got back from work at like 7 p.m. and I started knocking this wall and clearing it out. And I think I finished around like five o'clock, something like that. And then he arrived down at half seven to, to crack on. And I just remember thinking like, this is torture. This isn't fun. Like, Oh, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just did too much. You know, I went, which I normally do, I tend to throw myself into stuff 200% and I just burnt myself out completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where I think lesson learned now, I, I think I, I can see where, where you know, when that's happening, I can stand back a little bit, you know. Um, how many other questions were in there? <laughs> <laughs> a few. Um, well, for me, though, that was, uh, I remember it was one of my very first Nixers uh, when I was an apprentice, and it was on a Renault 11, and I needed to change the speedo cog in the gearbox. Uh, I think I might have talked about it before. It was made of plastic. Um, so you had to take, drop the engine out of the car, take the gearbox out, brought the gearbox into the bench, uh, separate the gearbox in two, get said little plastic cog stick it in but then when you had to put the gearbox back together there's so many little shafts and pins that need to be in a specific place for the lid to actually sit back on the gearbox i was days days trying to get this just the sandwich back in because you kind of have like scribes pushing the pin one side another one on the other side maybe a screwdriver here there just to lever everything around and just to get everything to sit oh back into place God. it was a fuck it was a nightmare it was like a 3d jigsaw that was constantly moving and you had to turn oh, it got the hammer oh it was just a nightmare and it was like fuck's sake why did they make the cog out of plastic you know why not brass yeah. or something like that might exactly. last long. 
Because but, uh, they wanted yeah. to break. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> uh, that was one thing I wish that I never, ever started. But we, we got it done. <laughs> um, Incidentally, um, his name's not Tim. It's Tom. Yeah. Oh, no, nobody said his name was Tim, but I was assumed that Tom's name was Tim because of Timber Club. And so oh. I always thought his name was Tim. And it's not. It's Tom. Oh, Fun go. fact. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> New section. <laughs> Even if that's just for me. <laughs> so, uh, Tim Tom, his next question. Um, Tom do you... <laughs> Do you let other people use your tools? Fuck no. <laughs> I once um, I once let my um, my cousin my industrial concrete breaker. I had a Beaver three, which is a, a big boy, and um, I gave it to him to bust the bottom of his swimming pool out or whatever it was the shit he was doing, and um, and he dropped it and smashed it. I like to pieces he like literally like burst all the seals on on the gun and um it's like three grams worth of breaker and um i let to him he did the job dropped it oil leaking out of it everywhere he goes oh by the way that break is broken or what he goes yeah you're gonna have to get that repaired it's like hmm. i can literally slit your throat right now with a blunt stanley knife you motherfucker like what do you mean it's broken you're gonna have to get that fixed Never, ever again. That was the last straw. Um, Jesus Christ. Horror stories. You know what I mean? Well, I, I'd only let people that I really trust use my tools. You know, even in work, you know, there's one or two guys would ask me for something. No, I don't have one. You know, they're, they're just yeah. not getting it because it wouldn't come yeah. back to me. Uh, uh, now, but then again. You wouldn't trust them with a box of soggy matches. No, no. I wouldn't trust him with his own. <laughs> Never mind mine. Um, yeah, but then like there is other guys that I would trust completely and wholeheartedly, and I'd let them use my gear and vice versa, you know. In yeah, fact, yeah. one of the guys has a key to my press, and I have a key to his, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, generally I'd have to really trust who it is to let them use anything. How about you, Johnny? Um yeah, I, I'd let people use my stuff. I wouldn't be comfortable with people using my stuff. I wouldn't like it, but I'd still let them, if that makes sense. Um, no, there is certain individuals I just I wouldn't like that. I'd be like, no, I don't have that, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd let I'd let most people use my stuff. I just wouldn't I wouldn't be too happy about it. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm just having a drink. Oh my god! Sorry, Johnny. Al's, Al's fucking around. He's distracting everybody. It's a smoky old-fashioned. <clears throat> um, what's his next one? Our rulers are sorry. Our folding rulers a waste of time. Yes. I'd have to say yes because I don't have one. So I obviously don't I, need one. I'd say yes. But I really like the old ones with like the brass fixings and mm. you know, all the all the, like the, um, the lovely lettering and yeah. I really I'm, I'm a, I am a bit of a sucker for an old folding ruler, but I'll never use it. Mm. 
pretty good bag. My granddad used to have one. I always remember playing mm-hmm. when I was a kid, but we don't know what happened to all the tools. I don't know if it was my uncle maybe have them, but uh, yeah. Some of them were but, fucking, some of them were really long, like. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? But yeah, I, I, I reckon they're a waste of time. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah, they, they look cool, time. though. They, they do look cool. The new no, ones can... don't. The new ones just look like plastic dog shit. Yeah, fuck that. Mm. Um, so is Nate's handbag a clutch bag or does it have a strap on? Nate isn't the one that has the strap on. <laughs> what? He's the receiver. <laughs> oh, my hey, God. Hey. I didn't, I didn't say that. That that that's not what yeah. I was alluding to. It was implied. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll try. Per- the person with the strap on was implied. Depends who it is, I suppose. That's definitely not you, Johnny. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this went down the dark path. Um, uh, anyway, handbags. Um, it's, I've got a satchel. I've got a satchel, mate. It's canvas. Do you know what I've noticed, right? Do you know the way if we mention something on this fucking shitty podcast that we don't like, right? Next thing we got bomb fucking barded with fucking yeah. photographs. Because I got, punk. I got bombarded with fucking hairy toes. People with <laughs> 25 fucking feet and fucking wankers. It's like our audience is a bunch of trolls. And just yeah, like, it is. Just picking on us. Just hey, picking Al, on us. Al doesn't get picked on very much, does he? No. Uh, so, maybe I'm, am I scary? I don't know. I just, I just want to say, I, I like hate a, ladies' boobs. I really don't like PayPal donations. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate them. Just What's your PayPal it. address again? Oh, it's so annoying. I'm not, so I'm not putting that on here. <laughs> it's my email address. You're not having that. Hell fucking no. I was asked to put that on a public forum the other day. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in my phone number and my address. But, uh, anyway, what's the next one? Um, any moments of instacar- instant karma while making? What? Inst- say that again. Any moments of instant karma while making? Um, I've had a couple, yeah. Yeah. yeah only, on, only on myself, though. Like what? Yeah. When, like giving out right. a bit of a piece or something and then it like throws something back at you? No, I can remember actually thinking one day when I was, I was hammering something. And I can actually remember... No, when I say thinking, talking, because I talk out loud to myself in the workshop. But saying, I don't know how these fucking morons hit their own fingers when they're nailing stuff. <laughs> and I cracked my fucking thumb. And I actually hit it so hard, I cracked crack my thumbnail. But literally with the next fucking slap of the hammer. Mm. I, I've, I've done a couple of stuff. Yeah, karma gets me. <laughs> It would always happen me, you know, when I, I like when you're taking off, say a ring of bolts or something like that, and you get to the last one, and it's just it's extremely tight. It ain't going nowhere, and you're putting all your force into it, and what happens? It snaps mm. or the tool breaks. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's like it's like uh, 
it's like those Chinesium screws you get. You know, oh, and you get, and you get a piece of furniture and you're like, okay, I'm going to use them. I'm not going to go down and shake because I can't be asked. And when you put nine in and it's the 10th one that rounds off, like, yeah. and that, that's, your, that's your workshop karma. Right those there. fucking wanking fucking screws, right? You could, you could turn that screw with your tongue and the fucking thing would round off. Dude, I, I'm, knee, I'm knee deep in that shit right now. I'm fucking disaster. I, um, I very rarely use any screws that I buy with stuff. I just use my own. Yeah. Even though they don't look as pretty, but I normally just fucking fuck them out, especially those flathead screws. They're just the work of the devil. Yeah. They can fuck right off. <laughs> Flatheads. I had an old carpenter that I learned a lot from. But he, he was like, he was so much into his flatheads. Like, oh, flatheads this, flatheads this. It's like, one day I was like, I just fucking hate flatheads. And he was, he was like, why, why, why? He was like, because they, they're diabolical. They just yeah. cam out. And once, as soon as you've cammed out, like, it's trashed. It's it knackered. Like, he goes, you, you try and get out one of those those new posies. And I was like, I'd much rather, yeah. like, spend five minutes with a pin, like, like picking paint out of a posy. And then know for a fact I'm going to get my impact driver on it and draw that thing out in 30 seconds, like or less. Especially the the flatheads you got with the um, the brass hinges, they were just fucking oh, shite. God, those big fat things. Yeah, yeah, and they cut the fingers off you then when they do round. Yeah, crap. Yeah, but he was the same carbon tree. He just spit on all these screws. So fuck him. We're we're actually, you know what? It just dawned on me. We're actually talking like a proper making. Podcast tonight. Yeah, it does feel oh, like that. I don't like it. It's, it's, it feels very uncomfortable. <laughs> don't worry. I'm sure that'll all change soon enough with the questions Shark. that are coming. Shark, he's got a few, is he? Oh, there's a few there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I bought a five litre tub of tomato sauce from Costco today. What? I was just trying to mix it up. I got five litres of tomato sauce from like Costco. ketchup, like? Yeah. Big one. A name brand or like Costco no. ketchup? Oh no, like vinegar. Mm. I'm just trying to change it up a little. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. 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 Cockwomble. Um, <laughs> wood seats, wood seats. I'm all white, fuck you. Wood seats, wood seats asks, uh, what's your favorite cheap tool under a fiver? Um, under a fiver. Nate, Nate, Nate's not listening. He doesn't have uh, headphones. Say again, what? What did he say? <laughs> What's your favourite cheap tool under a fiver? Um, it's not oh, a lot. Oh no, my oh my uh, my current favourite because it changes like literally all the time. Um, my centre finder. Yeah, I got a faithful center finder um, from Amazon, and you know it's cheapest chips. They're well good, man. Um, oh, I know the thing you're on about. Yeah, it, it's like a square, but with yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a 45, just slightly offset 45 degree little. Yeah. Oh, like a Stanley blade. It looks like one. Really cool, man. It, it, it's like my new favorite tool. I, I use it for everything. It's great, especially now I've got a lathe. It's really handy. So that that get one. Uh, I don't know. I'd say like under a fiver would be like little or Aldi job. You know, you might see something there, like a particular type of like drill bits or something set that might be under a fiver. 
that that's all I can really think of. Maybe yeah, some yeah. screwdrivers or something, but yeah. Sharpies for me. I have sharpies everywhere, everywhere. I must have fifty of them inside in the workshop now. And I literally the last, I think it was um, the range. We're selling a pack of five for like a quid, something like that. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, so I bought like five packs, and what I did was I stood at the door of the workshop and I opened them all, and I fucked them around. Literally fucked them, yeah. threw them around. So they're everywhere. So, have you seen those sharpies that have got the ultra fine tip on the back end? Yeah, they're great. Like they're really cool. Like for the first two or three weeks, they dry up really quick. All but, right. But they're great. Like for very fine, especially if you're like acid etching and stuff, it makes a great fine tipped resist. Um, but they do dry up really, real quick. I like the big chunky what? ones. Can't the... point it up the other way around. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know the best way to treat them. Yeah, probably acetone, isn't it? I don't know. The thing is, the problem once it dries up, I'm like, ah, you're meant to. Um, you're meant to put acetone into, in, open them up and put acetone in and shake it up. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Just a small bit. Don't don't put much in. I think it, it'll loosen everything up and then the acetone will evaporate off and it'll be back working again. Good job. Right. Top, I, top I fucking have, tip. I didn't have one, so that's my Climbing <laughs> 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 uh, Next one's from Woodseeds, Woodseeds as well. Um, what's the worst sandwich you ever had? Sandwich? Yeah. I don't... Do you know, like when you you might be stuck and you go go and get one of these petrol station sandwiches, they're they're the worst. Yeah. Like in the in the in the in the packet, like they're just no, they're the worst. Worst. They could have been made like weeks ago and kept yeah. in a freezer or something. Johnny, what's oh. I went into a garage. Do you know these deli counter in the garages thingies? And when I went in, I, I was starving. I was caught in the hop. I normally wouldn't eat from them because I'm kind of funny with food and stuff. So I went up and I, I said what I wanted. I can't even remember what it was, but I remember I wanted coleslaw in it because I like coleslaw. But the coleslaw was untouched. This was probably three o'clock in the afternoon. And it had one corner of it where they'd been taking the coleslaw from, which was nice and fresh looking. And the rest of it had like a crust on it. Oh, no, no. So the rest of it had been sitting there for the day, but underneath, obviously, it was fine. So I said to the lady, I said, can you give me, take some from the fresh spot, right? And she said, okay, lovey, no problem. <laughs> what she did was, with the big scoop, she mixed the whole fucking thing in oh, together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of stood there at my mouth up, and I was like, oh. So I didn't actually eat the bad sandwich. What I did was I walked from there towards the till and I put it on a shelf and fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. yeah. you know, like, uh, when I get a, a roll out of them places, what bugs me is, is they use that one knife for everything. They, yes. Like, yes. They use it for butter, mayonnaise, coleslaw, the whole yeah. lot. And I, I don't like coleslaw. I don't like mayonnaise. And I remember going in to order something and I could see there was like white on the knife. And yeah. I said, sorry, could you make my roll with a different knife? And she was like, 
Why? I said, because that's covered with stuff that I don't like to eat. Um, a fresh knife, a clean one, please. Mm. But yeah, and she seemed pissed off that I asked that, but, you know, it's my you're, fucking you're, food. Yeah, that's no, because totally she's a you. fucking half-wit. Yeah, that's yeah. so why she's working on a deli counter. No offense to anybody working on a deli counter. I'm sure you're fine. I, I used to work on a deli counter. Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> um, I can't think of the worst sandwich that I've ever had, but uh, it, it probably involves bread that's probably lingered in my kitchen for a little bit too long. <laughs> I hate mold and like little spots of mold. You know, uh, like, no, 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 no. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and realizing that you're halfway through a sandwich and and then that bread is gone. Yeah, I'm like crikey, <laughs> mighty. When, when we were growing up, right? When we were growing up, a mate of mine, his dad had this thing that you shouldn't. You, well, you, in, in his mind, you shouldn't toast fresh bread. What? You yeah, you only toast bread. There. So, anytime there was toast in his house, it was moldy bread because oh he would he God. wouldn't he wouldn't toast fresh bread. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's really good for spreading spores? Heat. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I can't see a toaster, especially if it's on low, being enough to kill it. Like, no, no, no. no. Oh, hell no! No, move on. Make me freak out. <laughs> next one is also from Wood Seats Wood Seats which non-maker famous person would you want to have in your workshop sorted answers are allowed <laughs> so what celebrity basically that's not a maker would you let in your workshop um, I don't mm. want to answer this just yet so you guys go on <laughs> and I will have a think <laughs> Um. Oh man, it's tough. Like, like they're not a maker, but you know, who would be interested? I suppose in being in a workshop is the thing. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can have them there against their will. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we are here every week. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, not every week, but uh, when we're asked. <laughs> when we're asked. Uh, oh, who the hell would I have? I don't know. I've got one. Can I answer? Yes, yeah, go. I'd have Mike Tyson. I think he is just the bomb. I think you'd have so much fucking fun with him. What? what oh, he's he? just so cool. Okay. He's a complete <laughs> pothead, right? He's a complete pothead. Okay. He's, so you'd have fun then? Totally. <laughs> he's He's got a really... Like, did you ever listen to his podcast? No. Oh, it's, it's fucking superb. On? It's superb. You should listen to him. He's really cool. He's actually a very funny guy. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you've got to give someone who owns, like, three white tigers a little bit of respect. And <laughs> yeah, and his own fucking marijuana farm. Yeah, he's a ranch. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's a big advocate for medicinal marijuana. Yeah, like getting smashed. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, he's he's a cool guy. I'd I'd love to I'd love to actually spend a bit of time with him. I'd say you'd have you'd have good crack. Mm. Go on, Al. After you, I can't think of anyone. 
the only one I can think of because I'd say it'd be a bit of crack and I suppose it's not out of the realms of possibility because he does consider himself Irish uh, John C. Riley. he's the stepbrothers is it? stepbrothers yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He, he's a funny guy and he's always yeah, in Ireland so that's a possibility you never know <laughs> if he listens he might come over <laughs> Could this could this be a secret hint to who we're going to have on the podcast next interview? Bum bum bum. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Can you think of anyone, Nate? Yeah. No, I quite like to have hashtag woodworking over for like for an afternoon. That'd be fun. It's a not a maker related uh, famous wait, person. Don't listen to the questions. Oh. Oh. For fuck's sake. Oh. Like Angelina Jolie or something. Yeah, that'll do. Um, <laughs> I told you, like that that lady from Jumanji. We we had this the other week. Like the lady from Jumanji, she'd be my fave. The lady from wasn't she a guy though? No, uh, well, I don't care. It doesn't matter as long as she's in the right skin. If you're not, I mean, the the one that was in Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, who also played Nebula in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. one? Which one? Which one was she? Um, what do you mean? In Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't. I never the, watched that. Uh, the the, the blue chick. One. The blue oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, and um, yeah, make a cracking labourer, like I've said before. Actually, Somewhere. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I'd have Groot in my <laughs> workshop. Groot. <laughs> no, yeah. you just make something out of him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you take too kindly to that. Uh, watching wood turning. <laughs> yeah. But butchery. <laughs> I am Groot. Uh, another wood seats, wood seats. How many knickknacks make a trinket and what kind of handbag would they then be carried in? See, see it, it, it all depends, right? It's it's like the it's like the American um, gallon and you know, it's it's different depending on what continent you're on. So if we were to, if we were to Actually, explain it properly. We we get very technical, confused already. I I okay. I'm going to counter this question with a challenge. Come up with a tongue twister, <laughs> something along the lines of how many knickknacks for a knickknack. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So have a go at that, and up your bum. Um. Right, next one's from Andy Pugh. Um, what weird combination of foods do you like? Hmm. Chips and ice cream. Oh, fuck you. Double fuck. That's <laughs> so wrong. fucking amazing. No, it's not. Man up. Try it. It's fucking Don't amazing. Man up me. Fuck off. But it has That's to be, it has disgusting. to be, you know the proper, like, 99, what's that called? Like a, a proper cone. Mr. Whippy. Yeah, not out of a fucking plastic thing out of the freezer. Proper cone. You dip your chip in it and you that shove it your gob. a plastic thing from a different type of freezer. Shh, doesn't matter. <laughs> dip your chip in and it the, and eat it. There's probably no it's dairy in it whatsoever. Amazing. It's amazing. So, so is this the equivalent of like a McDonald's? Um, like a ah, fuck shape? McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I can eat, like I can eat from there, you know. It's not happening. No. Like, a proper, get your packet of chips, get your ice cream, 
go to town. Oh. Trust me, you'll thank me later. Okay. But there's one. Uh, well, I know my missus and her family thinks it's weird, but I mean, it was something that we always ate growing up. It is um, like a dessert pasta. No. Like, mm-hmm. my, yeah, my mum used to make this pasta. You know, like um, the kind of shelled pasta. Yeah. Uh, boil it in milk with raisins and a bit of sugar in it. Isn't isn't um, that cream rice basically rice, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is this is a pasta one, like you know. But it is, I think it's delicious. I made it before for the the wife and her family. Uh, some of them liked it, but I think they were just being polite. <laughs> the missus was just like, no. <laughs> I I have another one for you. Oh you my god! Just with the first one, uh, Maltesers in popcorn. Ah. Yeah. But the popcorn needs to be proper cinema popcorn. Dump your Maltesers into it, shake it, shake it up. They'll start to melt in the popcorn. It's fucking amazing. And can I add to that? Throw in a packet of King Crisps. What? King Crisps, King Crisps, and chocolate is savage. What yeah. the hell's the wrong with you people? Yeah. You don't know. You don't have King Crisps. Yeah. Do you what? notice that? Do you notice that all of ours are potato based? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> racist. Sorry, did I did I say you people? I didn't mean sure. that. Sure. Oh fucking racist. What I meant was you two individuals. Mm. You just insulted the whole country. What eat lots of spuds. <laughs> oh god. I don't That's have any because I'm not weird. So move that on. you know of. We all might think it's weird. What about no. like uh, Worcester sauce on three cheese on toast? That's weird. Yeah. No, that's not that. That's not weird. I will. I will. I will come, like, come here. I like. I don't have weird food tastes. Like, I don't even use fucking red sauce because I think it's the work of the devil. <laughs> it's fucking horrible shit. Like, hmm. like my my mentality is cook the food properly. You don't need sauce. You know. Yeah. Each to their own. Everybody will think someone's combination is disgusting, you know. Yeah, but it's, we're, we're talking about like pickles and ice cream, that kind of weird stuff. But you know, I don't. Have yeah, like but look, we, we we would all consider eating insects disgusting, but they do it a lot in Asia, you know. No, I think in, I think that um, like kind of insect protein isn't too far away actually. Um, have you have you ever eaten periwinkles? What? No. Periwinkles, you no, know, from the beach. No, screw no. that. No. Yeah, they're nice. Where I where I grew up, they you'd have them a lot. Mm-hmm. My uh, my brother ate cockles in Norfolk, and he threw up pink one day, and that, that did it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. No, I'm not doing that. Um. Next one is from Crude But Efficient, and I wrote this down because it, I didn't have it on the phone for some reason, so it's very crudely written. So excuse me if I make a balls of it. Is there sure. any big tool you would like to have but never will due to financial or space constraints? I made oh, Emma. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'd love a power. Everyone hammer. does. Everyone will. Power <laughs> Hammer. Yeah. Yeah. End of discussion. Like, that's that. <laughs> But Johnny might have something different. I want Jimmy's Wazer thingy. 
Yeah. Or, or, uh, plasma color. No, water jet. Ooh. That, that, that's, it's a water jet, isn't it? His wazer. Yeah. I that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. Waza. 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 Um, yeah. I think that's the ultimate, isn't it? A water jet cutter. Oh, my gosh. No, but it's like the ultimate. It's on. like the ultimate um, squirting gun. Mm. You know, if you could just if you could take that off the thing and like spray it around by hand. Yeah, you could um you could destroy some kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring on your uh, super soakers, bitches. I think um also a three in one CNC. A, a CNC that could cope with wood, metal, and do laser engraving, you know, on Kind of three-dimensional, yeah. I I want too much. <laughs> I was, I think it was um, whatever day I was. I don't know. Every day's a blur. One of the days I was working, I was reading up on this this um, CNC that it classes itself as self-generating. But like, it's a to- Where's he gone now? I don't know. I think he needs a wee or something. Small battery. He'll, he'll see him because he sits down when he wheezes. <laughs> That's why he doesn't wear the pants. <laughs> but Sorry, uh, anyway, this 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 CNC that I was looking at was um, self regenerating, so you can you can just CNC your own parts. Hmm. I don't know. It's probably one of these pieces of shit that you buy and you know get it working for five minutes and then falls apart on you, but. I thought it was a quite it's quite a cool idea. Same with the three D printers that can three D print themselves. Well, that, yeah, that's it. I mean, like three D printing. I'll get to the stage now where you'll be able to three D print, you know, parts to build a CNC, which can build yeah. something else. And yeah, yeah, it's kind of it could be endless. It's it's like the um, what do you call it, the replicators and Star Trek and stuff. Yeah. You just go up, you know, I want this tool. And bzz, there you go. You know, yeah. mad. But what I like. Um, I was talking, actually talking to Paul Cunningham about this uh, today because he's got an, an Oosnest um, CNC router and and they, I think they're literally on the cusp of doing um, doing a three-in-one machine or do laser, um, like metal and timber. And I think so many people get hold of these machines and they download files and go, okay, I've spent three grand on this kind of machine. I'm going to make a TIE fighter. And they all do it, like, and everyone does it. But you know, it's mm. it's very un, it's it's not very creative. But the fun stuff starts when people start looking at what this thing can do and go, "Ooh, I'm going to make um, workshop tools. I'm going to be able to print them out, like, like buff, 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 like make make a batch." And it's, mm. it, I think it brings like little makers. It, it can make a big difference, and it is going to be like you guys said. It's going to be the next way of making because it'll be it'll be automated and it will take it won't replace handmade but it'll be a big deal Mm, definitely Roy you ready for a shark attack no okay let's do it nobody's ever ready for a shark attack (laughs) Um, I was tidying up a little job and I had to load up the van with rubbish and bring it back to the site I was working on about 20 minutes drive away. 
when I arrived back, I heard a meowing, and I opened the back of the van, and the little bastard cat climbed in the back, and I had catnapped him. I brought him back, and I let him out. I know this nearly happened all too, but other than the cat, what's the weirdest thing you brought home by mistake, and did you bring it back? Uh, I don't know. I'm generally not working on a site, so. I, I have an answer. Yeah. Well, the weirdest thing I ever bought back was um, on a night out. Um, I had, um, I, for some reason, I decided, you know those bins? And they've got a little slot in the front. So yeah. they've got like, uh, it's a round bin. Like, like a council bin. Like a, yeah, like a council bin. It's a, a cylinder. Um, I decided to put it over the top of my head and stick my arm out like a Dalek and walk all the way home. And I did that for a long time. <laughs> from the town centre, put my arm out like a Dalek and I walked all the way home and I got like literally, must have been like 10 metres away from my own like from my place and and I had like a whoop whoop and you can imagine with your arms stuck out the front of this bin and you hear a whoop whoop and you have to turn <laughs> so your arm goes around the point of what you're looking at and you're looking at exterminate the top. <laughs> like, like, oh shit <laughs> and I went I'll take it back <laughs> he goes just take it off and put it down and go home. <laughs> I was like, no, no, honestly, I'll take it back. He's like, listen, take it off, put it down, go home. And that's probably the weirdest thing I ever took home. <laughs> Not really making related, but, you know. You, Johnny, do you ever bring it mad home? Um, we have a, I wouldn't call it a tradition. <clears throat> it's a, a habit at work that, if someone is stupid enough to leave their car unlocked, you put little presents in the car for them to find when they get home. <laughs> like, like a turd? So, like, we have these bags of, it's called Adsorb. It's it's like, do you know what it is? It's basically wood shavings with a chemical mixed into them. And we put it yeah, on yeah. oil and stuff for spillages. Yeah, yeah. But it comes in a bag, like a couple of litres in a bag. So, like... You could be driving home and the car could feel a bit sluggish and you get home and pop your boot and realise that the lads have after after packing maybe 50 of these bags into your boot because they fit in nice and snug, you know. <laughs> um, but I think the best one, one of the lads has a, a van, had a van, this big, big, huge transit. And it was all panelled, so the front and back were totally separate. And he was going away for a weekend. And um, myself, I mean, one of the lads and a couple of other fellas <laughs> put a wheelie bin into the back. But it was one of those, you know, the big wheelie bins that are they're about six foot long. They're about four foot tall and about four foot deep. You know, the really uh, big ones. <laughs> and one of those monsters. And the clever cunts actually ratcheted it down into the back <laughs> so that it wasn't. It wasn't flying around. But what we didn't, I mean, what the lads didn't realize is that he was going away for the weekend. He was driving down to West Cork. So he said that <laughs> oh, no. he was about two hours into his three-hour journey, and he said he started getting a smell 
because it was in the middle of summer. Oh, God. So he just continued on, and he actually got down there and, and opened the back and realized that this fucking wheelie bin was there. So he kept it with him for the three or four days that he was down there in the back, oh, in the back of the van. That stank. Oh, and God. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, mine doesn't really compare to that, but the, there was a guy uh, that I used to work with on my team, and when we started working the shift work, uh, of course, you know, we're not used to staying awake all night, but uh, you're waiting to go home in the morning and say the last half hour, and he'd be sitting at the table, and he just he was off, and he'd have his jacket on ready to go home. Uh, and I used to go up to the cutlery draw. And I used to take out all the cutlery, like spoons, and just stick them in random pockets in his jacket and not say a word. So <laughs> he'd go home, and then when I'd see him the next night, I'd say, I spooned you in your sleep this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but he never brought any of the cutlery back in. He always kept that at home, the cheeky Oh, boss. scab. <laughs> <laughs> Right, another shark attack. Mine and Al's competition winning look seems to have dried up. Crying face, crying face. Can Johnny or Nate do a competition and fix it so me and Al can win? Just <laughs> make us feel like winners again. I hate to ask, but the feeling is addictive. <laughs> yeah, there's something there's something going on with you too, isn't there? Uh, I don't know what's dry. It's all dried up. Yeah. You fucking uh, won everything. At, at one point, you won fucking everything. Between the two of you, I bought a Euro Millions ticket tonight, so fingers crossed. If you don't hear me on next week's podcast, <laughs> sell out. Really? You give us up for a Euro Million? Oh my god! I give you up for a fucking Euro, let alone fucking Euro Millions. Fair enough. <laughs> feel I feel a bit hurt. Listen, now if I win, I'll actually I'll hire someone to edit this and set up all the mics and all that shit. <laughs> oh, go pro! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? No. Like, but to be fair, to be fair, if we won the Euromillions, we could get all four listeners and just put them in a room with us. Yeah, and just have a chat. Just have a chat. <laughs> I don't want to go pro because that means I don't have to hit my mic, and uh, that's an integral part of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, dick. <laughs> I love Johnny's face whenever it happens. To it's because see, I I can't listen because if I have the two earbuds in, right, um, it's like a fucking echo inside my head, and I think the voices are back. So I just listen with one earbud in, but I have to turn the fucker way up. So when that like, when that numb nuts hits, yeah, just like that, when that numb nuts hits the fucking mic, it deafens me only on one side. It's always an accident. Don't yeah. It's it's like uh, the chief inspector in uh, the Pink Panther when the eye starts switching. Exactly, yeah. Probably <laughs> <laughs> um, Right, more shark attacks. Other than being asked to make your dad's final resting places, what's the strangest thing you've ever been asked to make? I don't know. I think that is the strangest thing. I don't think I've asked a stranger than that. I don't know if I'd call it strange, though. Yeah, it's oh. kind of nice, isn't it? Would you think it's strange? Like, I, 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 I'd love if, if my young fella wanted to make me something when I die, or, you know. But you see, it depends on your, your mentality about death. If, if you're okay with it, you know that that's it. You're going into a hole, like, 
you know. It's just morbid. It's not. It is. It's yeah. It's strange. it's morbid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've 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 heard of some very strange. Like I've heard of people wanting to get their ashes put into knife handles and you know that kind of thing. Um, unusual, I suppose, would be more than weird. You know. Oh, you know what I fuck? You know, I, I joined this group on Facebook. I'm not a Facebook fan, as you know. Oh, but I joined this <laughs> this group. It's a resin casting group because I'm trying to oh. figure something out, right? I'm trying to figure something out at the moment. I'm not going to discuss it because it's for it's for a guy that listens. Um, but I'm just trying to work out if I can do what he wants me to do. Nothing kinky. So I joined this resin casting group, and um, yeah, it's weird, right? Apparently, women putting breast milk into resin is a thing, right? They wow. make jewellery out of it. They make little pendants and, and stuff out of it. And apparently, there's women out there that, that make resin jewellery, and one of their biggest parts of their income is from women who will send them some of their breast milk to get it put into resin. Um, so that they can, it's like a memory thing, you know. So what? It's like a little blob in there, and it always like. No, it's like the whole fucking thing is is like a creamy whitey color. Oh, the whole right, okay. So it's mixed or, in. It's not in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, 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 no. It's, it's, they, they actually use it like a like a pigment. I thought it was fucking weird. Yeah. Silence. What do I you call? Think- of a really weird male equivalent and maybe corner the market. You're not milking me now. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, maybe, just maybe, we could do a, a make your own podcast pigment Johnny edition. No. no, thanks. Sure. Did you see that guy that made the um, the knife handle out of his tie bone? No. Fuck. Can we move on? This is getting dark. I'll find it i'll find it somewhere uh, and i'll send it on to you later a guy a guy had some of his tie bone removed um did he did he have cancer in it or something there was an issue with his tie bone anyway. yeah so they, they took out like six inches of his tie bone wow. and the fucking badass that he is brought it to a knife maker and the knife maker made handles on this big fucking badass um knife frame and used his own tie bone in his in his knife handle oh Play, man. That's that's pretty fucking cool. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So if anybody wants to send me their tie bone, I'll I'll uh, stick it in the knife on a knife handle. <laughs> God damn. What do you call a bee that produces milk? Booby. A booby. It's okay, sure. It's the first time this has ever happened. No, I don't know why. It's, it shouldn't happen. <laughs> uh, sure, we go on. Yeah, carry on. Okay. He's no last anyway. Sure. No, <laughs> he he's no input into this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, 
A guy I worked with once made a serrated blade from a washer, put it on a bolt, tightened it down with a nut and stuck it to a screw gun and cut a two-inch waste pipe that needed to go below a finished tile floor. Genius. What's your hack mod tool that you'd be most proud of? Didn't he mention that tool when he was on the podcast? He did, but we answered this question already. Did we answer that already? Or yeah, maybe yeah. I forgot to replace it once. We, we did, and then... Um, okay. Companies. I don't know any stories or any posts. I can't remember, but he did. That's it anyway. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, then maybe you read this one before as well. Uh, I saw a guy that used to work with a base, a brand new rational door into place with the back of a hatchet. It made me aspire not to be like him. What's the eureka moment for you in your job or making that molded you into the person you became? Did you hear that, Nate? No, I was fixing my stupid toaster. Um, I, I saw a guy I used to work with say a brand new rational door into place with the back of a hatchet. It made me aspire not to be like him. Um, there was a eureka moment for you and your job or making that molded you into the person that you became. Oh, my God. Yeah, this really, oh, God, it rings so true with me. Um, I hate being told I can't do something like the to me that's like red rag to a bull no you can't like screw you what watch me um, and I, I had this with my um, the guy who taught me building like when I went in pretty green as as an apprentice he was constantly like you can't do this you can't do that like I, I watched Carpenter scribe with a um with a tape measure, and he put a pencil next to it, put the edge of the tape measure on the edge of his piece, and he, and he drew a straight line down. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I, I distinctly remember thinking, wow. And I said to him, I'm never going to be able to do that because, because the guy that I worked with always told me that I couldn't do it, that I'd, I'd never be able to do it. I was a boss's son coming in as a laborer, you know, I was like, onto a, a loser. And and I kind of had this moment where I, I kind of realized that, that he was an asshole and that he couldn't tell me what I couldn't do. And and it, he was stronger than me. He was he was a, a, a he was a bully. He he um, he kind of like he, he'd wrestle around and 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 put me down. And so I, I was weaker. So I learned jiu-jitsu, and he told me I couldn't do carpentry, so I learned carpentry, and I went to a carpentry course and did carpentry college. And by the time I was a black belt, and by the time I learned carpentry to, like, you know, like, MVQ level three, I, I took the power away from him, and he couldn't do, he couldn't do anything, you know. And that, that was kind of my, my attitude, like, no, you, you can never tell me I can't do anything. And that's just the way I am. I, I won't have it. Someone tells me I can't do it. Like fuck you, I will. And that's mm. just that's just my mentality. And uh, I found those years really hard, and it was it was horrible. But um, I came out being being a lot better for it. Like being that a whole fuck you mentality. No. Yeah. I think, I think I went 
Yeah, I think it went off on one, but yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, I think the um, it's the thing with bullies, isn't it? They they find a as you say a power thing, whether it's whether it's physical or whether it's mental or whether it's about your family or they'll hold something over you. You know, they'll they'll find a weakness and they'll hold it over you. You know. Yeah. The best way the best way to um to take that back is to to take it away. Just take it away, yeah. Take away whatever they have over you. Doesn't matter how long it takes. I mean, I had to work with that guy for a long time. So it didn't. As far as I was concerned, it didn't it didn't matter to me how long it took. Like he could always he always rough me up because he was he was quite a physical bloke and he was a fighting bloke and he and he would he would always rough me up. But I decided he wouldn't, and and it took me five or six years. And as soon as as soon as, like, as soon as you realised I was getting on top of him, like oh, all of a sudden yeah. he'd back off. But they'll move so, on then to somebody else. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Days, but, you know? but it took you know it took a long time and you know a lot of, a lot of effort, but it was worth it. And <laughs> I win. Mm. Uh, well, I don't know, like. I think I just worked with a lot of really good guys when I was an apprentice. Like the, you know, there were. I'd still consider them to be a better fitter than I am. You know, I'd still, if if I was still in contact with them, I, I'd, you know, to them for advice. You know, like I mean, I would have always just kind of, as an apprentice, stood back and, and watched mostly. Um, there was only there was there was one guy in particular that I worked with, and he used to let me go and, you know, work on engines or whatever I was working on. He, he'd leave me to it. Um, now, he'd give me guidance on what to do, like take off these bolts, put this pipe on, you know, put these bolts on. But it, it used to get on all the other fitters' nerves that he wouldn't allow me to work on my own as such, you know. And apprentices aren't really supposed to work on their own. But I didn't consider that I was working on my own because he was kind of telling me what to do and then leaving mm. me to it. It was just a different teaching method to the way they do it, which was more old school, I suppose. But it was still good because I was watching, you know, yeah. I was looking at what they're doing compared to some of the apprentices I've had, which will barely get off their arse out of the canteen and come out and I'm not going chasing them because if they want to learn, they can be beside me. Um, if they don't want to learn, they can just fuck off and sit in the canteen. It'll all show up when they're doing their, their exams, you know? Yeah. Um, I just think the guys I worked with were so good. They were so good at what they do. Something must have rubbed off on me, you know, methodical in my methods. You know, I, I, I just, I suppose I have an old school, mm-hmm head on me for doing things and I, I'm sure if you talk to anybody that I work with they'd say the same you know I'm just a cranky old man but it's I'm also one of probably one of the more efficient workers in where I am yeah. because of that so yeah that's just kind of what molded me what are you Johnny um I suppose for me like I, I joined the fire service when I was quite young I was 19 um, what behind the years and cocky just a little year or two ago was it? Yeah, just a couple of years ago. Um, 
But you know, I was a cocky little shit. Um, I was very fit. I was in good shape. I was very brave, but it was more bravado brave, you know. There was just no fear, you know, that kind of way. Mm-hmm. But over the years, you could see, you know, the older guys, the guys that were steady, the guys that you'd look up to, the guys that were good at their job, and the guys that you trust. And then there's the guys that would talk the talk, but when the shit hit the fan, you wouldn't see them around. You know, they'd be off doing one of these jobs that they found for themselves to do when, when you know, the real shit needed to be done. Um, and I suppose it gave me a good foresight to see what I needed to do and what, you know, I, I always think that these these decisions are on you. You, you. It's a decision that you make. It's not something that you just accidentally become useless or lazy or really good. I think it's yeah. a conscious decision that you make to step up. Um, but it's a decision that I took early on and it's a decision that I even took very recently because a lot of guys recently went for promotion, um, guys that would be around the same length of service as me and guys that would have come in after me. So I was eligible for promotion a good few years ago um, and I consciously chose not to take it, not to go for it as opposed to taking it. And reason being is I like being a fireman. Like once you become an officer, you don't go into fires anymore. Um, so what we do is we pull up at a fire. Nobody tells us what to do because we know what to do. We kind of just crack on with it. Um, and I like that. I like doing my job. I like my job. You know, I'm not going to be able to do my job forever because it does physically and mentally break you down. But I've got a few years left of me yet. So I have no interest in telling people what to do or to be sitting behind a desk or doing paperwork and stuff like that. You know, I still want to get sweaty and get dirty and mm. that kind of thing. But it's, it's, I do firmly believe it's a conscious decision you make. Um, that if, if, if you want to do, and you know what, my, my show tonight is a prime example of it. Um, if you're going to do a job, you should do it extremely well. Stand over it and be proud of it. And you know what? Even with my knives and stuff, like I'm proud that I can put my my mark on them and put my brand on them because I'll stand over them. And if there's an issue, like any, anything can happen with anyone's knives, get the top five knife makers in the world. Medium, you know, get the top five guys in the world. <clears throat> I guarantee you when they're making something, they could have a fuck up that could be an issue could be an issue with their materials. It could be, you know, any number of issues that can happen. Mm. That happens to the top guys. It happens to the bottom guys. It happens to everybody. But the difference is that you're going to stand over it. And, you know, if you stand over it and you're proud of what you do, and if there is an issue, then stand over that. Um, mm. I think it sets you apart from guys that just, they just half-arse do stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's Agreed. a conscious decision that you make. You know, it's not something that just happens. Okay, well, Roy, I think we'll leave the rest of the questions for next week. Because we're yeah. really on a bit. Um, shall we go and do a few top tips? Nate's got a look in his little little book. 
I've got one. I have you on my little little back book. <laughs> Boy, sit down, shut up, and fucking listen. It's time for some fucking good tips from the boys. Do you want a top tip? Go for it. Go on, my top tip is um, if you can take your woodworking clamps, your Irwin uh, or similar quick clamps, uh, you can use them as like phone stands um, so you can like jab one end into a vice or whatever and you can clamp your phone into it at different angles and stuff like that and and you can you can do the Instagram with that and whatever you want to do and oh, oh Al's fridge so sexy <laughs> show off right um, so yeah so use your quick clamps as phone clamps um, that's just one thing I've learned in the workshop this week and um, really good really handy really quick and um, I, I don't do the whole big photo shoot thing. I just do it on my phone. So that's that's a good little tip. Top fucking tip. Thank you. Um, it was partly, um, it, well, it was in, entirely, in, in fact, inspired by the real Andy Harris, who did that um, on our Mecca meetup. He just used a, a quick clamp and he, sh- he shoved it in the ground. He moved it all over the place. It was great. We got some really good picks just, just using basic, basic shit. Cool. Yeah. Um, Johnny, what's yours? Um, elastic bands. Keep elastic bands in the workshop. Uh, they're fucking dead handy for all sorts of shite. Um, <laughs> especially if you're playing with resin or if you're... What? What? I'm just saying, like, you might have done this one before. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now I don't, now I don't, don't feel like the only one with Alzheimer's. <laughs> Screw you, motherfucker. All right, I've only done it once, okay? Oh, I've done like it about fourth. ten that's fucking times. No, that's the fourth time. Fuck. Wankers. All piss off. What's yours now? Ah. I, I, I'll go ahead. So, um, yeah, that was just my, my tip is uh, it was just because it was something I was doing today, and it's not something that I came across before. I was changing the um, toilet seats, and you know, these um, what they call the easy close seats yes. they kind of gradually go down, they have a soft different connection, soft closed, they have a different connection uh, that goes in, it's basically like a roll plug. In, that goes in through the, the hole that it bolts in, like for the hinge yeah. part of it. And um, But of course, the two seats that I got, it, it doesn't fit through the hole. So I was using my maker knife, shaving off a little bit to this plastic because it's quite a big, heavy lump of plastic. And um, yeah, there, I didn't want to shave too much off because obviously it would go too weak and it wouldn't actually function as a raw plug as such. Um, so what I did was, and this is my tip, is... Um, bit of soap soap is a very good lubricant if you're in a toilet if you're putting something together um i rubbed soap around it put it in with the screw in and just gave it a little tap and it just popped straight through the the, the hole in the toilet seat 
and nothing cracked. I didn't break anything. And um, yeah, it went in. Now, I'd say to get the bad boy out, you're going to have to drill it out. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so soap is always a handy little um, lubricant if you're stuck. So, for certain. So, oh, as, as tip basically oh. is always use lube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't ever, don't ever not lube. Um, okay, Dukey, shall we go into our rants? Yes. For fuck's sake. Um, Johnny, have you got a new rant, or are you gonna recycle one of those? I was gonna, things? I was gonna go with uh, two weeks ago, but then I said no. I come up with a new one. Dickheads. <laughs> Fucking one time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to get up and walk away there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you got one then? Yeah, do you want it? Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, you were just saying if I had one. Okay. So this is kind of a, this this cropped up at work, but it's, it's applicable everywhere. Fire. Double dipping cunts. <laughs> what? Oh. Right. So at work, we, we pay a couple of quid every day and it, it pays for what's called a combine. A combine is basically the basics, milk, bread, butter, jam, this kind of stuff. <laughs> so what we have, we have 15 guys on shift and you have these big tubs of butter, right? Now, listen, I know, I know people are probably doing it with the best intentions, but I'd rather not be getting my butter with a little bit of your mashed potato and a little bit of dickhead over in the corners fucking tomato sauce and somebody else's jam and somebody else's fucking other shite because they didn't bother cleaning off their fucking knife before they put it back in the in the butter. Okay? Fuck that. Buy me own. Fuck that. Same goes with fucking jam. Yeah. Butter or his cream or whatever he's fucking using. And sticks it into the fucking jam. Like, jam is a nice bright colour. You can clearly see when you put some fucking manky butter or manky something else into it. Do you know? Use a different knife or clean it off. And I swear to fuck, if I see some cunt licking the fucking knife before they put it back in, I'm going to shove that fucking knife so far up their hole. Right? Manky bastards. So it's, it's, it's kind of a health thing with the... the COVID-19 or COVID-19 or whatever it's called. Yeah. Cross-contamination. Clean your shit. Use oh. fresh shit. Wash your fucking hands. You know. But you know, like, jam doesn't go moldy. The mold that happens in jam is from... Exactly. Uh, butter yeah. contamination. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fucking jam and stay fucking fresh forever because there's so much fucking yeah. sugar in it. Yeah. If you put, like, a pot of marge out in your garage... Nothing would touch it because it's not really a food. <laughs> it's like, like, don't mix that with your jam. Oh my god! Oh no! God, the mixture. That, oh god, that hurts my brain. No, I just buy me own. I wouldn't be able for that choice. No, I, 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 I might. I might have had a little bit of a rant at work about it. <laughs> that, that, and the fucking fingerprints on cheese. Oh, like, you know when you get a block of cheese. Yeah, and he's dark. 
the cheese to hold it there and you see you can actually make out a fucking finger like oh my god it wouldn't take me much to shove a block of cheese up your fucking nose you know <laughs> oh my god oh. yeah shove this block of cheese up your arse <laughs> yeah yeah I can imagine the rant that happened there <laughs> that is a good rant yes right there. Nate have you got one uh, going um, by today's discussions, uh, my rant will be: Do not treat your apprentice like a piece of shit. <laughs> and I will leave it at that. <laughs> I thought, like back in when I was an apprentice, I used to have to go and get the roles and stuff. Now I see the apprentices are ordering roles off the tradesmen going down to the shop. I think that's a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> um, my one this week and I know I, I, I gave out about these before but this is a kind of a separate give out is about toilet seats <laughs> the, yeah my rant is is you know you know the hinge on it you know the treads that go down in through the toilet seat itself in yeah. through the, the, the base why the fuck did they make them so long like, there's toilet seats here that are probably on 10 years, and the treads are, like, two yeah. inches long or more. So, and like, they're always nylon I, as well, so they're really difficult to throw yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's one, I'm, uh, one of the toilets I'm going to have to cut off with an angle grinder <laughs> because the whole bolt is just spinning around. I held it with a voice grip, and it, it still it, it won't go. And by even holding it with a voice grip, I've stripped the treads at the bottom. So even when I get to the bottom of it, it's gonna be a bastard to get the nut off. So um, yeah, I just I don't understand. I've never seen a toilet seat that was you know thicker than two inches at the back. It doesn't make sense why the treads are so long. So in future, when I'm putting any of them on, I'm actually just gonna cut the treads first. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to fit them, fit them on, you know, and make them easier to get off. But yeah, this I don't know. Just that's my rant. It's just pissed me off earlier. <laughs> um, shall we go into our shout outs? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who have you got this week, John? Uh, hang on, because I need to find his name. It's um, a guy that I that I found, and I found him through Sharky actually. Uh, and it's related to what we were on about earlier, um, about tradesmen and stuff like that, and and doing your job properly. And this is Tom Kindrigan. Oh yeah. So T O M K I N D R E G A N. So basically, he's a tradesman. Uh, he does a bit of everything really. One day he could be fitting out a shop. Next day he could be plastering and something like that. And I remember the first, he puts an awful lot of stuff up in his stories. But the first time I watched him, he was doing uh, an archway. He was plastering an archway. And I can remember, I went to do a bit of plastering in my own house. And I can remember putting in a load of work into like researching how to do it and all this kind of stuff. And Tom literally was doing it as if, as if he was, um, if he hits that microphone again and getting the next flight over there. Oh, uh, sorry, I, I was plastering. So he basically was was plastering as if as if he was reading out of a book. 
is fucking shit hot. Whether it's roofing, flooring, pouring concrete, anything. Shit hot. He puts everything up in his stories. Um, normally he does a great soundtrack as well. And there's a bit of, he's, you know, he's, he's good crack. So go check him out. Really nice guy. Uh, Tom yeah. Kendrick. So. Good shout. I really like it when he's, um, when he's taking out an old wall and he's, um, he's propping it with like multiple yeah. timbers and he has a slip of steel in there. And I, that, that's my favorite. Like when he's doing that sort of stuff, he's, do, he's he doing really, an opening. He takes no, no shortcuts. He just does everything the way it should be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like if I was building still, I'd want to work with him. Yeah. Oh, so, completely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good shot. Um, what have you got, mate? Or me? Yeah, okay, I'll go. Um, no, I, no. I, I, sort, I sort of have two shouts. Um, one of them is for uh-huh. me, mate, Eric. Oh. One of them is for me, mate, Eric, who did the, the flooring in the house because he done a bang-up job and he got a lot of it done before we actually moved in. Um, and it, we, I, I just kind of gave him a hand to move furniture around when we were in to finish off the downstairs. So he done a bang up job, and he is a very talented artist as well. But I don't know—is he going to get back into doing it? But if he does, I'll um, post him up on Instagram. Um, the other fella I want to shout out is uh, another wood turner, um, and he's also a buddy of mine. And he gave me a lot of help there last week. Is uh, Dara, uh, Dara James Colgan. Um, yeah, he, 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 I work with Dara. Um, two of us kind of started turning around the same time. He's doing some great turning. Um, if you look at his Instagram page, you'll see all that he's at. Um, but yeah, no, he's a solid bloke. He, he helped me kind of take apart. I follow Dara, yeah. Yeah, he, he helped me take apart my workshop there last week. And I found it very difficult. You know, I've been in there for a good while, uh, quite, you know, get a bit sentimental i suppose um but because he was there like he had taken a bench apart in a couple of seconds you know before i could even say boo you know i might be taking out stuff going oh i forgot i had that i forgot i had that you know but he was just he plodded away and he um he took apart the the little metal shed that i had he pretty much done that you know by himself because I, i was kind of trying to clear out all the rubbish and stuff and but uh yeah, no, I, I just he's a solid guy, um, does some great work, so give give the hair and he'll follow there and, and see what he's at. Good shouts. I will look forward to looking at that one. Mm. Uh, my one, um I don't think I've done this before. Um, if I if I have, then sorry. Um it's Liz Willis jewelry and she lives in my village. And a couple of weeks back, um, I, I dropped by just like to have a chat with her and like, you know, shit, shit. And she gave me uh, a bunch of copper nails and um, a couple of garnets that she found on the, um, on the Thames foreshore. And I've kind of been obsessed about, about this, like on Instagram, looking at, at people who do um, rub larking and stuff. And, um, Andy Harris, uh, the real Andy Harris, he, he does it as well. And um, he gave me a garnet as well last week. So three garnets like from the Thames foreshore in literally like two weeks. And these things are incredible. They, 
they're um, some kind of Victorian industrial abrasive that was dumped into the Thames. There's, no one really knows why they're there. Um, but now I've got three, and I feel really lucky. So, yeah, um, it's, it's nice, to have, nice to have these people around you. And, yeah, um, if you look at Liz's stuff, she does silver uh, mixed um, with embroidery and rust and and silk and she makes incredible like incredible pieces out of crap she finds just like me like you know it's it's embracing patina and rust and yeah and old things it's well worth a look did, did you ever look at, there used to be a show on the History Channel about Mud Larkin around the Thames. Yeah, Johnny no. Bond used to. No, yeah, no, no, I used to no, like no. it. Yeah, I used to like it, yeah. You used, used to find some amazing stuff. A lot of history. Yeah. And like, amazing I, what they can find there. These garnets fast, like, absolutely fascinate me because they are like a, semi, a semi-precious stone and each one is faceted. So if you look at it, it looks like a like a hexagon, or you know, it's 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 got it's got a diamond-ish shape to it, and um, but they're just found on on the foreshore, and no one knows why they're there, and presumably they are kind of, you know kind of like some kind of industrial abrasive or some of some sort, but they're awesome, and yeah, so yeah. yeah. find that sort of stuff cool. Cool. Very good shout. Um, have we any other items business to talk about? Yes. Yes. Uh, so we have, um, there's this thing after coming up about two or three weeks ago. Uh, it's called the Makers the Makers Auction. Uh, you'll find them on Instagram. Um, so hashtag woodwork and got in touch with me because some cunt gave him my name. Oops. Um, to donate to the Makers Auction. So <clears throat> I had I had seen snippets of it. I hadn't really paid attention. And what it is is <clears throat> it's a load of makers coming together to make stuff and donate stuff to a good cause. Um, James is talking about doing it by... Um, so I said that I'd, I'd stick in a knife that I that I made a while ago, um, a bony knife. So I'm going to stick that in there. I think is it 65 makers now, Nate? Um, we are actually up to 80. Fuck. So yeah. there's 80 different makers that are going to donate something yeah. in some way, shape, or form towards this, um, which is it's, it's pretty incredible, but. Um, I have to give props to James over at the, the hashtag woodworking because, like, he started this off. There was only a few. Like when I started, when I joined, there was only a handful. Yeah. And well, when I asked, um, I think it was fifteen, twenty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it's just exploded. Mm. So if you're interested in getting on board, it doesn't have to be something big. It doesn't, you know, anything. That they can auction to to raise a few quid. Well, the um, idea the idea being is we all make something. Like it doesn't have to be a massive something. It can it can be small and 
but everyone puts something into it, a pot, yeah. and ultimately that gets auctioned on eBay. Um, and the proceeds of that this year, I think it's going to do two year. This year is going to the RNLI and uh, what was the other one, Johnny? I can't remember now, to be honest, off the top of my head. Um, Yay, prep. Professional. <laughs> um, Professional so, yeah. as always. Two mm. charities. Uh, British Heart Foundation, that's it. British Heart Yes, Foundation. that's what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, and we're, so the, we're, the we're, we're and the British Heart Foundation. Yeah. We're, um, we're going to donate a Cockwomble t shirt to it as well. Oh, excellent. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, the auction the auction date is July thirty first. So but you need to have the stuff in. I'm sure you have to have the stuff in by June, isn't it? Yeah, by well, by Maker Central would be great. Yes, yeah. um, and they're going to have a. Are they going to? Have, they're going. Am I wrong? Or did I hallucinate? Are they going to have a stall at Maker Central? Actually, yes. It is he, uh, James has just announced that we are actually going to have a stand at Maker yeah. Central, which is amazing. So I'm planning on like on having my stuff ready for then. Um, so hopefully that'll be on the table then. And mine will because I'm actually going to send it out next week. I'm going to send it over to James next week. Uh, oh, fair play. But they also have some merch. So yep. get on it. Go give them a follow. And if there's anything that you can you can um, support with, go yeah. for it. Even if it's just like literally buy a hoodie, that'd be, uh, yeah. That'd be yeah, amazing. Yeah, exactly. And the other piece of business is um obviously we've mentioned the Essex makers now a couple of times at this stage and Nate is talking Essex maker um the house yeah um go check out Paul Cunningham he's after doing all of our um our brands or our Instagram alter egos um with his new fancy fucking CNC so, so it's an ooze nest. Yes. Yeah. So Paul Paul is doing those for people. I think he's I think he starts out at fifty quid, something like that. Um but go check him out. Go go see if you want to get your, your logo done because they're actually fucking shit hot. They're not just slapped together. They actually look really, really cool. Mm. Um so it'd be pretty cool to have your logo up on the wall, you know. Fancy. Mine um mine's actually being being done by a prickly sauce at the moment by Rob. Um, well, is he going to come up with a proper logo for you? Yeah, and he's also doing okay. uh, like doing. Yeah, I know, uh, but only because I, I literally can't do it myself. I, I've tried a thousand times and I can't. So I said to Rob, "Look, do my logo, and also, uh, if you don't mind, do me some stickers for Maker Central and stuff." And, <laughs> <laughs> and he has jumped on it like a fiend. And you should see the stuff that's come out with it. I can't wait. I can't wait to show everyone. It's, it's great. But I'm going to get Paul to um, to CNC me some cool stuff. He's, he's also working <laughs> in, in, in like an alley as well. Can you imagine really? like in alley? So can you imagine like um, Maker's uh, logo is in alley? It's so cool. <laughs> How do you mean in, in an alley? Alley million. Oh, so I didn't get the hipster. 
Hipster Jingle. my ass. That's it. I'm shaving my Doesn't like that. Fucking doesn't like being called hipster. Doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. I just work there, that guys. Part. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know what you were talking about there. All right. What? Uh, Ali. That's aluminum for our American friends. Aluminum. Aluminum. Talk weird and realize with a Z in color without a U. It's plastics. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not called a Z, bro. It's a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, go on. Come on, one of, one of our listeners, one of the four listeners we have is American, so I'm sure we're going to lose them now if we keep going. Nate, had you got something else to add, or was that the same thing that Johnny was adding? No, that's it. Alright, cool. He's odd, no, because I call him a hipster. <laughs> so, hipster or night, where can we find you? Um, Instagram. That's it. <laughs> Do we just type in Nate into the into well, Instagram? I still haven't done it. Like, what do you want from me? Every week I feel like you, you're guilt tripping me. You're like, see, where's that? Oh, can't be asked. No. Find me Instagram. <laughs> don't, don't contact me on Facebook because I literally will ignore you. I just read, are you wearing some fancy new headphones? No. Nice hipster headphones. Although, if I plug them in, they do glow up. It's not worth you listening to, by the way, so carry on. And you're you're trying to tell me you're not a fucking hipster. Look, just just move your avocado out of the way and plug in I your glow in the dark. I, I stole these off my son, so if you want some context. But your stick, your stick on beard, your avocados, <laughs> your fucking man bag, your fucking flip flops. Shit, are we done here? You're you're more hipster than the fucking hipsters. <laughs> not even fucking Sucks. Oh, look, there you go. Woo. Oh yeah, fancy. Um. They're wonderful, yeah. <laughs> right, come on. Where can we find you, Johnny, lad? Uh, uh, you can find me, Wood Turnham by Alan Scannell, on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. What about you, Johnny? Spoke Block Designs everywhere and uh, irishcustomknives.com if you want to buy a knife. Sweet. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and thank you for all your lovely questions. And all the ones that were left, we'll get back to them next week or whenever we're bothered. And do you know what? We, we just um, last week and for not having an episode last week and uh, I'm only joking. We couldn't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Good looking, fucky. Toodles. <laughs> bye bye. On the fuckery never ends.